0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: The uh, the airports in Canada had people just going crazy over the past couple weeks. Uh, a backlash. Ryan Whitney, former NHLer, one of the hosts of Spitting Chicklets, he got stuck at the airport. Posted a video about how terrible his experience was, called Pearson one of the worst airports. No, the worst airport in the world. Mm hmm. And this may make things a little bit better. If you're planning a trip, you you're going uh, to do some air travel in the near future. Yes, the Canadian government announces or will announce formally
0: today. They're going to end the COVID 19 vaccine mandates for domestic travel on planes and trains and outgoing international travel too. So that'll be one less step you'll have to worry about when you're in the airport. Okay. It's great. Move it. Let's keep moving. I like how Ryan Whitney somehow single handedly <laughs> got the ball rolling. Like in the in Parliament the other day, I just saw like a really short clip, and like one of the MPs is saying his name, Ryan Whitney, of spitting chicklets in the middle of of a Parliament in Ottawa. This is embarrassing.
1: <laughs> We've Ryan got the spitting chicklets guy.
0: <laughs> if Biz Nasty has something to say about this,
1: <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if that'll solve all the problems with Canadian air travel or all the issues at Pearson, but it should help things move along, along a little bit smoother.
0: Yes, yes. And I think every other country in the world has also done this. So we were the last one to right. the party
1: here. So what, what were we waiting for? <laughs> I do find it ironic that this announcement will be made today. Probably not by the Prime Minister because Justin Trudeau has COVID.
0: How, though? The, but there was mandates. How? How? This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: Let's uh, shift over to London, Ontario. This is going to get everyone's blood boiling. If you're a Canadian, you'll hear this story. And, uh, and you'll just start clenching your fists. So in London, Ontario, there's a park downtown called Victoria Park. In Victoria Park, there is a tank. It's called the Holy Roller, and it's a uh, Sherman tank, the kind of tank that took part in uh, D-Day, okay? Anniversary of D-Day was last week. In time for that anniversary, they completely rebuilt this tank. It's one of two remaining tanks that served on D-Day. Yeah. So this thing got completely dismantled, Rebuilt. It looked brand new. They put it back in Victoria Park on display. They had a guy sitting out there in a lawn chair guarding it. For really? The, for the first week that it was back in the park. Hmm. Um, basically, as soon as he stopped guarding the tank, it got vandalized. This past weekend, somebody got up on top of the tank around four forty five p m on a Saturday afternoon with a grinder. And started grinding the metal on on top of the tank. Hmm. So he went through multiple layers of new paint that they just put on this thing. Like it, it really looked like it was straight off the factory, out of the factory. They, they, oh yeah. They got new treads on it. They uh, authentically recreated the paint job on the tank. It looked brand new. And then this idiot gets up there with a grinder and ruins it for everybody.
0: Yeah, it's, you just really can't put anything nice out any, you know, anywhere without people trying to ruin it,
1: right? Yeah, I give a shout out to all the volunteers who worked, the first Hazars who, who worked so hard to restore this tank, and this has got to be their biggest concern once they put it out in public that it would be vandalized, and of course, <laughs> it happened. Yeah could have been worse I, I don't believe
0: there was any structural damage like he could have cut a hole right into it so i think they they probably could fix it hopefully with a bit of sandblasting and painting but i wonder what the hell he was trying to prove Like he i got a feeling he might be a skid just put it out there and he was like looking for a catalytic converter or something on it like what <laughs> why
1: where's the catalytic Where converter on a sherman tank i need the scrap money <laughs> Yeah, it's just annoying and and sad. The cops did get him. Like, he was still up there. Well, it was for broad daylight. Like, there could not be a worse hour to do it at. Middle of the afternoon, he's vandalizing the tank on a Saturday. It's like families walking through the park. Uh, yeah, there's people now suggesting they put a cage over the tank or they put, like, Don't know, glass then around it. Then he wins. No, it's cool. It's out there. It's exposed. No word on exactly what this man's punishment should be. Personally, I think your punishment, if you vandalize the tank, congratulations, you've just joined the Canadian Army. <laughs> See you on the front line. Yeah, you, next conflict, you are on the front line, and guess what? You don't get any weapon except a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a corded one. You don't get a battery. <laughs> we will give you a long extension cord. <laughs> But you just get the grinder. See how that works on enemy tanks.
0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: Some people say that true love is never having to say you're sorry. I believe that true love is being willing to wipe another person's butt. (laughs) That is, I didn't know until I had kids, but that is true love. Okay. Hmm. If you are willing to wipe someone else back there. Yeah. That's love. So, I should be putting this in my vows. (laughs) I'll give you a hundred bucks if you do. (laughs) Well, I will, obviously, now. (laughs) What what brings, why why are you thinking about this? Uh, There's this uh, this post that went viral over in England. There was a uh, couple who took their kids to a hardware store. Kid looks like he's about, I don't know, two, maybe three years old, wearing Paw Patrol pants. Uh, got away from the parents in the hardware store, sat on one of the display toilets. Oh, boy. And dropped a deuce in the display toilet in the hardware store. Honest mistake. And the the dad, good guy, because some people, you know, would be like, oh, I guess uh, some poor employee is going to have to clean this up. Oh, yeah, I would have just closed the lid and left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dad got uh, some wipes, and he cleaned out the toilet himself. So hmm, that's that's yeah. good I'm surprised they didn't make him buy it
0: But he, he did oh, so it's He's all, digging, okay. digging down into the showroom oh, Floor toilet Man it's got to be tough cleaning a dry toilet Yeah not you fun know? You definitely need the
1: wet wipes Not fun says the employees They weren't too angry Everyone got a kick out of it Everyone was laughing But uh, yeah this kid may have a future in jackass <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that It was <laughs> <laughs> Classic <laughs> that's true love right there (laughs) Canadian rock icon Miles Goodwin is performing the music of April Wine and telling some stories this Friday June 17th at East Park outdoor show proceeds being raised for the London Food Bank and we are honored to be joined on the phone by the legend Miles Goodwin how are you sir I'm fine, thank you very much. Miles, I was getting pumped up for the show. Uh, This past weekend, I cleaned the garage and I put on the April Wine Collection, and it's astounding. Song after song that you're singing along with. So many great hits. Like, are you ever up on stage performing and you think to yourself holy shit april wine put out a lot of good tunes
2: (laughs) no it doesn't sneak up on me like that (laughs) Uh, sometimes uh, i'm reminded you know that like uh, there have been so many april wine uh formed in 1969 uh we made our first released our first record in 1971 and so that's a lot of years so it's a lot of songs and the Canadian radio has been very, very good to, to April Wine.
0: I will, I'll give you one more comment, Miles. One more compliment, I guess. My dad, not a big rock music guy, two bands he likes Guess Who? And April Wine. He had the April uh-huh. Wine CDs growing up, and we, we used to listen to it. That was like the one time we could rock out, was when if we were listening to April Wine. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, April Wine uh, definitely rocks out. um... But we've also had a lot of ballads, too, so the demographics, you know, and the radio programming and all that jazz, you know, it it reflects well. You know, we have have different styles, and April has been able to do the hard and the soft.
1: Let's go through some of those ballads. Tonight is a wonderful time to fall in love. Oh.
2: That's That's not a ballad. She said tonight is a wonderful time. That's
0: a a red and yellow. Seasons changing gears, buddy. That's a rock. You wouldn't call
2: that a ballad. Is is it a hard rocker? (laughs) A a ballad is a slow song. That's a. (laughs) There's There's no man on that. Okay.
1: (laughs) I don't think I'm going to win this argument against Miles Goodwin. So let's move on to "I'm on Fire for You, Baby." (laughs)
2: the ballet.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want to lose, lose your love. Which one of those songs do you think the most Canadian babies have been conceived to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just Between You and Me. Just Between Seriously,
1: I think April Wine uh, is, is partially responsible for the current population of well, the country. Well, I've,
2: I've heard that, so I don't doubt it. I, I've heard that over the years, and uh, I guess it's a compliment, a little bit, little too much detail for me, but that's okay.
1: So this show that you're going to be doing at East Park in London on Friday night, you're, uh, you're stripping it down, you're going back to acoustic, which is how you conceived many of these songs when you originally wrote them, Correct.
2: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I, the reason, honestly, for writing them on acoustic guitar, first of all, is just to not to be make too much of a racket in the house. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I have family. You know, I can't be having a Marshall on ten and you know cranked up trying to figure out the gorge to roller. Um, that, so I just wrap myself around an acoustic guitar, and I still write that way because I know. And if it sounds good that way. You know, it's going to sound good when you when you when you plug it in and give it the attitude and everything else that it needs. That you know, it, it's probably going to work. And so I write that way, and then I take it into the studio and we work it out and then record it if it's if it's worthy.
1: Miles Goodwin of April Wine is on the show with us. Uh, how do a bunch of guys from Halifax, way out on the east coast? get discovered back in the 60s. I mean, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have a lot of the uh, modern technology. It, it must have been a different world in terms of uh, getting out there and, and getting your music heard.
2: Well, at that time, the record labels were, were signing everybody just see what worked. They, you know, there was nothing for them to sign the half a dozen bands and if one of them works, great, next, you know, kind of thing. So uh, we had the opportunity to record in 1960 71. And that was the time, like I say, uh, the CRTC ruling came out in in the late 60s, which uh, legislated that 30% of Canadian music had to be played on Canadian radio. So that really helped the industry, not only the artists, but the record labels and the managers and the promoters and everybody uh, benefited from that and still do.
1: What was the moment? I know April Wine shared the stage with some absolute icons, Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, the list goes on and on. What was the moment where you, Miles Goodwin, were like, Oh my god, I think we've done it. I think we've made it.
2: Well, that probably would have been around 1980. Uh with um First Glance and Roller broke internationally. That was the one that clinched it for us and all of a sudden we were playing um uh, not only in the US but over in Europe, in LA or we you know our picture was on the on a billboard on 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 the you know, LA
1: uh Sunset I, Boulevard style. there, yeah.
2: Sunset Boulevard, absolutely Sunset Boulevard. That's the word I was trying to think of. <laughs> and uh, you know, and we were, you know, playing with with some of these people and more that you mentioned. And then again with, uh, of course, with um, the nature of the beast, uh, first glance, and then harder, faster. Before that, Then the nature of the beast. That really uh, cemented us in the uh, as an international rock band. It's my life, it's my life, it's my life.
1: Elton John ever give you feedback on your cover of "Bad Side of the Moon" because that, that is one of those songs that I just think of as an April Wine song, even though Elton John originally recorded it. And kind of like how Manfred Mann's "Blinded by the Light" is the version everyone knows, even though Springsteen wrote it. Right?
2: Oh no 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 he would not ne- he, he no no that's, that's 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 that would never happen. But the thing is, he recorded that on an album that didn't do very well for him. Hard to believe, but he had an album called Friends. And that song was on there, uh, and it never did anything. Uh, And then our producer at the time, Ralph Murphy, brought the song to us, and then we did it. You know, we got airplay on it. So, I mean, only in Canada, too. It didn't do anything outside of uh, Canada.
1: Well, you played with a little band called the Cockroaches as well back in 1977 at the Elma Combo in Toronto. The Cockroaches, of course, turned out to be the Rolling Stones, What were those shows like with the Stones back in 77 in front of that sweaty crowd?
2: It was pretty exciting. I mean, obviously, um, people were just loving every second of it, uh, as were we. So it's a small club, and it was, um, like you say, sweaty and smoky and everything else. It was pretty electric. It it was wonderful.
1: Did the Stones handpick you for that, or was that a record company thing? How did you end up getting on the bill?
2: They 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 picked us. Cause we, nice. we they owed us a favor, and they had a, a a problem in Montreal uh, sometime before that, where one of their equipment trucks was actually blown up, and uh, we were the ones that helped them. Um, uh, with we, we supplied some gear. Not only that, we we helped our management team as well. We flew in a bunch of stuff from them from uh, from outside of Quebec. Anyway, we helped them in that situation. They remembered it.
1: Well, good group of guys to have owing you a favor,
2: I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then they took us down, down to the States for a few shows. Was, they were very kind.
1: Well, we appreciate the stories you've shared with us here. Miles Goodwin of April Wine, he'll be sharing more stories performing acoustically outdoors at East Park this Friday. Jim Kelly, as you mentioned... You and your dad, back in the day, you'd rock together to April Wine. Why not do it for Father's Day? Oh, yeah. I'm getting on
0: his shoulders.
1: Friday night. Dad, can I get up for a better view? (laughs) It's going to be a great show with proceeds going to the London Food Bank. Miles Goodwin, thank you for coming on the air with us, and we'll see you Friday night at East Park.
2: Wonderful. We'll see you there. Thank you. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Talking about work nightmares. Like, actual nightmares you have about your job. What do you do? What do you dream about? Hey, Taz and Jim, who's this?
2: David from Orkin.
1: David from Orkin. So you guys are pest control? Yep. -er.
0: Do you have dreams where you're running from termites?
3: (laughs) No, heavily infested with bed bugs.
0: Oh, Mm. man. So that must be the worst scenario that you walk into at work, right? Is it a bed bug infestation or what?
2: Um, depends on where I'm going, but sometimes it's a lot worse. I would expect
1: spiders, like big spiders or something, or bats, but the bed bugs are are your biggest concern. Because they come with you.
0: Well, not really, unless
3: they lay on their furniture.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not sure if they can jump and land.
3: No, they're
1: not ninjas, Jim. <laughs> well, I like ticks, maybe They can jump. I don't know. David, I might need your help. We've got some ants that have taken over my kitchen. We'll, we'll chat, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, go take care of your child. Or are those the bed bugs? <laughs> <laughs>
0: they
2: grow so fast. fast.
1: <laughs> have a great day, buddy.
2: <laughs> you too.
1: <laughs> Jim, we've got some text messages coming in here. People... Having their anxiety, work dreams, and nightmares. What do you got? Mm -hmm. I'm a grade 7 teacher.
0: I always have a dream that I'm teaching in a big lecture hall, but my class won't listen and there's no hydro, and my principal's standing in the corner there evaluating me. (laughs)
1: What a nightmare. (laughs) It's funny what gives people anxiety, though, because that would give a teacher
0: anxiety, obviously. That's
1: not just one thing. That's that's a terrible day right there, and I'm in my underwear.
0: (laughs) In front of a bunch of grade 7s? That would be a nightmare. This guy uh, mark says i'm a plumber and i have nightmares that the house i work on has leaks in the water lines and the whole house floods uh i'm a machinist and my nightmare is spending a week or so making the same part and then on the last part noticing you had a you read a number wrong and all the parts you made are useless and
1: scrap oh that would i'm sure it's happened before yeah that would be terrible. You
0: wasted all that time, and then the job's supposed to be done. That's why you measure twice, cut once, right, Jim? <laughs> the machinists are all over it, yeah. Uh, this one I drive transport, and my biggest nightmare would be the school bus full of kids doing the pull the cord for the air horn honk. Then I pull the air horn. The bus driver loses control and the bus crashes. I know that's dark, but it's a huge fear of mine.
1: <laughs> All the kids do it with their hands like, hey, do the horn, do the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Driver's not expecting it. <laughs> Startled. <laughs> 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 Man,
0: I can see that happening. It is terrifying. <laughs> I want to see your peacock, your peacock, your
2: peacock. Cool no peacock, no cool peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock?
1: Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. And, Dev, we've got a
3: bribery scandal in the NHL. Ooh. I don't know how this is not the biggest story in the world right now because a Winnipeg brewery says it will give Barry Trotz free beer for life if he returns to Winnipeg to coach the Jets. He's a Winnipeg native, and so the Little Brown Jug Brewing Company has launched a campaign they did it yesterday, and they say if Trotz comes to coach the Jets, it's free beer for life for him.
1: That's a dangerous game, Trotz. Take it from somebody who had their own beer named after their radio show, and I think I'm 30 pounds heavier because of it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) On paper, sounds fantastic, but... Not only are they uh, saying they will give him uh, free beer, but they will also brew a beer of his choice. So they are really uh, doubling down. Their campaign is called Barry Come Home, and they want him to come there very, very much. Nice, death. <laughs> <laughs> Did they put
0: that in their
1: slogan, too? I don't know if I'd want to drink a beer called Trot's. So he's
0: not going back to Winnipeg, though. Let's be serious. This isn't going to move the needle.
3: If if he goes to Winnipeg, it will be for the team. It won't be for the beer. The problem for the Jets is there's just a lot of teams that have uh, openings right now. The Detroit Red Wings have an opening right now. They've been linked with Barry Trotz at different times. Bruce Cassidy was uh, surprisingly let go by the Boston Bruins. Does Trotz want to go to Boston? So there's just a lot of teams. There's a lot of coaches out there. I don't know if Winnipeg actually, – actually, I do know. Winnipeg is not the choice <laughs> spot uh, for a lot of guys. I'm sorry, Winnipeg. It's just You're just not.
1: Okay, tomorrow night, Stanley Cup final starts, Avalanche versus Lightning. We'll get your official prediction. I think we all know which way you're going to go on this, but uh, we'll talk playoff hockey again with you tomorrow, Dev. Thanks, buddy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
0: So there's a new study from the University of Arizona saying that uh, sleeping with a partner your sleep is way better but sleeping with your kids sleep is way worse would you agree so
1: so sleeping
0: by yourself the best just uh, no no sleeping by yourself is is not good actually so basically what happened University of Arizona they're looking at the connection between sleep and mental health and they say adults who share a bed with a partner or a spouse enjoy better sleep because it gives them lower depression, anxiety and stress uh, scores and just a greater satisfaction with life. If you're like mentally, you're more satisfied because you have a partner in your bed. So therefore, you sleep better. Okay. so they're saying that conversely, sleeping alone is associated with higher depression scores, lower social support and a worse life and relationship satisfaction. I think that's probably like if you're not in a relationship and you're sleeping alone, you're probably worried that you're going to die alone
1: so you're staying up
2: at
0: night okay, you know yeah, yeah. maybe not so dramatic or, or
1: you're like there's pressure on he's like what am i doing going to bed i gotta go out and find a wife or a husband i should be at
0: hooters wheeling the waitresses <laughs> with
1: wing sauce on my face uh but th- when it comes to the
0: kids though they said that parents let their kids in bed at night um, shouldn't sleep or shouldn't breathe a sigh of relief because sleeping with kids has been associated with more stress
1: yeah it's the worst um
0: greater insomnia greater sleep apnea risk
1: if i fall asleep in my son's bed i sleep fine I sleep sleep like a baby but if i'm in my own bed with my wife and our kids come into our bed then i'm waking up every five to ten minutes getting kicked and yeah there's too much tossing and turning
0: yeah and there's too many people in the bed and the room gets hotter you know what i mean and the blank under the blankets get hotter i i had covid whatever two months ago three months ago or something like that so i was sleeping in the basement I got to say, I loved it. (laughs) I was starfished, and I hit the snooze alarm too many times. Hold on, you were starfished. Like, I was, like, on my back.
1: Okay. What does that mean to you? Well, I'm thinking chocolate starfish. (laughs) Hey, Jim, I you,
0: loved it down there. What
1: you do by yourself in the basement is your own business. You don't have to tell us about no, it. No,
0: but it was nice. Like it was, <laughs> uh, nobody was stealing my blanket. Like my, I can hit it. shoes not feel guilty.
1: Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice little break. But I do, I sleep very comfortably with my wife. When when I was single, if you find someone that you're comfortable with then you do sleep well with them but when you're single and you have like sleepovers with sure with randos or someone that you just started dating yeah. those are the worst sleeps ever oh yeah cuz you wake up to her like i would wake up at 6am and
0: just close my eyes and be like hopefully they just wake up and and leave before she <laughs> makes me go to brunch
1: i i've <laughs> got a fart here. so bad <laughs> i have been holding this fart in for 7 hours when are they gonna leave <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you, uh, my kids definitely aren't holding the farts in when they oh, come yeah? into the bed. Oh, yeah. My my daughter, it's funny, she's two. She, she will make herself laugh now. She'll fart in the middle of the night and just start giggling to herself. <laughs> <And> there's two
0: <laughs> noise abruptions.
1: <laughs> yeah. She takes after her daddy, I think. <laughs> no wonder your
0: bedroom's so humid. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that's interesting. So what you're saying is if you're single, Pressure's on, you better find someone to sleep with. Yeah, yeah,
0: or you're gonna suffer from insomnia. More stress to keep you up at night. ASAP. I wanna
2: see your peacock, your peacock. peacock, Your peacock, your peacock, your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock?
1: Taking a look at sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Oh, man, the Bulldogs, they had a chance to close things out last night and win the OHL championship. But the Spitfires turned it on. They turned on the Jets, as they say.
3: And the final score ended up being 5-2 five two uh windsor scored first they had the uh home f- ice advantage the crowd was behind them hamilton made it a game after that uh, early little start by windsor but the spitfires just were, were too much uh for the bulldogs in the end what's interesting about this series and if you're a bulldogs fan you're looking to game seven tomorrow night you're thinking how is this going to go well number one i mean going into this hamilton was the team to beat in the entire CHL. I still think they are the team to beat in the CHL. But also, Windsor has not won two games in a row in this series. For the most part, it's been back and forth, back and forth. The Bulldogs in games four and five are the only team to win two in a row. So the Spitfires have yet to beat the Bulldogs twice in a row. So if you're a Hamilton fan going into tomorrow night, there's lots of reasons to feel very confident they'll win that game. And one of the positives of them not
1: winning last night was they're going to be playing in Hamilton. It would be great for Bulldogs fans to be able to witness that moment live.
3: it's always great to watch your team win on home ice and even better in a game seven. I mean, game sevens are exciting. They're uh, nerve wracking. But if you can win that game seven, then you almost get that legendary status, especially if it's for the OHL championship, which this is because you go from this and then the Memorial Cup starts in less than a week at this point. So there's no break. Once you win this, you're right off to the next stage. Hey, Jim, you forgot to thank Devin Peacock yesterday he uh, guaranteed
1: that the Tampa Bay Lightning would win that last series and you put some money down you ended up winning some cash thanks to peacock's prediction sure
0: yeah i won 40 bucks and if i would have lost i would have stole the rims off your car dev so uh, <laughs> we're all
1: lucky <laughs> i am a winner <laughs> jokes on you dev doesn't have a car <laughs> he lost it <laughs> gambling <laughs> uh, yeah so that game's tomorrow night too going to be a, a great hockey night Wednesday let's talk basketball this is the my big money game I put five bucks on the Celtics to win Uh, I'm starting to regret my decision guys how am I gonna buy diapers now (laughs) Uh, Celtics lost to Golden State last night
3: Yeah, this is not looking good for the Boston Celtics. They can certainly pull this out, but Golden State is looking very strong. They won last night 104-94. They're one game away from winning their fourth title in the past eight years, and Andrew Wiggins is a big reason for it. He's a Canadian. He was drafted first overall by Cleveland, traded to Minnesota. And while he was good in Minnesota, never really reached that next level. He was traded to Golden State and has found his home with the Warriors. He was the best player on the court last night. He led the team in scoring. He's been pivotal defensively for them, trying to shut down Jason Tatum. And he's been doing it both ends of the court. It's been fantastic to watch Andrew Wiggins. He was getting some love from the broadcast last night. And unfortunately for you, Taz, if you don't win your money, you can really blame a Canadian with the Golden State Warriors.
1: Well, to me that's my bet has been hedged because if I if I lose my $5, at least we get to see a good Canadian boy get some success in an American dominated league.
3: Hey, whatever helps you sleep at night, Taz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Taz. This is the Taz and Jim podcast.